0: Exclusive. Blake, Blake Wesler, Blake, Blake, Blake Wesler, Blake, Blake, Wesler, Blake, Blake, Blake Wesler, Blake, uh... Wesler, Blake, Blake, Blake Wesler, Blake, Wesler, Blake, 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 play Blake, Blake, <laughs> it is. Thanks Takes, For God's Sakes! Pew. It's a podcast that comes out every single Wednesday. Unless your name's Brenna. No Brenna's allowed. That's a new, new rule that I have. Uh, no, thank you so much for listening. I hope everybody is, uh, is having a great gosh darn time. And I don't swear anymore on this thing. Um. Where am I right now? First of all, I want to apologize to the patrons. I was not able to complete my civic duty. Um I was Trying to make a joke and say D O O D I E. Um, but how do you spell poopy duty? How do you spell that? D-O-O-D-I-E, I would imagine. My poop which which honestly I think is as accurate than if I spelled it D-U-T-Y. My civic. D O O D I E because I would say a lot of the um of the content that I put out is utter shit. But um I was unable to uh fulfill my um my Honda Civic duty on Friday uh because I've been I've been traveling. I was at a a funeral, if you will. So um yeah. So you were angry at me for not posting a video, right? And now you now you should feel uh like duty. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You all understand whenever I get a little slippery and I can't I can't evolve. Um geez, remember when we used to have those pokey Pokepersons and Pokemon? And uh which one of those were your favorites, if I can ask? Because that was a game that I got really, really into. Cause and um and I know what I know what you're thinking. I know what if the question that is on everybody's minds and no i did not catch them all okay god did i try but uh i just couldn't get them they uh they were uncatchable so is that my fault is it the fault should it be states rights whether or not um i can catch them all i'm not allowed into the state of oklahoma and we all know that that's the exclusive place where you can catch a raichu and i could not catch that son of a bitch i had a pikachu yes it could have evolved but I didn't want it to evolve into a Raichu because I just thought that the Pikachu was so goddamn cute, and uh, and on its own merit, uh, was like cute enough not to not to do that. Do I have a tick in my gosh darn leg, homie? Hold on one sec. Turns out I do not have a tick in my leg. But whether or not I have a tick in uh in my leg, I have a tickle in my uh in my peg. <laughs> What's his peg? We will be right back. You're listening to 966.666, 6. The Devil. Uh, What was I saying? What was I saying? What was I saying? Oh, yeah. So, um, whether I mean, uh, to be completely honest, whether I have a, a tick in my leg or not. At least it's not racist. At least it's not racist. At least this podcast is not, ra- is not racist. It might have Lyme's disease, but it is not Racist. This podcast also might have Heinz disease because I have been eating so much ketchup lately. <laughs> it is it's insane? Um, I've been so. uh one week since you looked at me. I have been traveling a lot. We'll get to all that, but uh, I was unable to deliver a video on Friday. Uh, I was, which I was uh, at a funeral in Arlington National Cemetery, which I will talk about. In a few minutes. That's a tease. That is a tease. Um, The tease is that I'm going to be. uh, I've made arrangements. To be buried in the tomb of the unknown soldier. Now. You might say Blake. That doesn't make sense on any level. You are not a service person. You did not fight in war. Uh, You are not really related to anyone. Who fought in war. So. And you have a name. And you're this massive. Massive comedic force so how would you how would you be buried in the tomb of the unknown soldier um let's just say the pentagon's a fan all right and i will get to more i will get way 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 too long i feel like that was a band that just plain that i have at least as good of a voice as you know, like We're just bombing around this town on the corner, just bombing around this town, town so long, way, 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 way too long. wow, wow. It's like, oh God, inject that into my veins. Ooh, we got an email. We have one of the louder emails that we that we have. Hi everybody, I'm just curious if uh, we could circle back and then, um. I don't know, like, thrush it up, thrush it down, and then, um, I don't know, maybe thresh it side to side if you get a chance. And I don't even know how to respond to that email. So here we are. I am recording this right now in a little city I have been referring to as Charleston, South Carolina. And I'm recording this earlier in the week because I have to travel again tomorrow tomorrow which is when uh, i generally record these so i'm recording this on a monday in uh in a bed right now i'm gonna be completely honest i'm laying I'm, i wouldn't say i'm laying down but i am sitting up <laughs> in a bed I, I would say that i'm not laying down and and i say that only because i'm uh sitting up and i don't lie on this i, I do a bunch of things I would say I bear fault witness, fault witness, Whew. fault witness. Sounds like earthquake stuff. I have bared false witness uh, against my neighbor, which I am. I will be the first to admit it. And they'll they'll tell you, they'll tell you. Say, what's Blake like uh, as a neighbor? Well, the guy's gonna bear false witness against you constantly. Other than that, a fine, a fine young man, and. So anyway, I am in I am Charleston, South I am Charleston, South Carolina. That is my first name Charleston, my middle name South, my last name Carolina. So I'm recording this here and I'm laying in a bed and there's an excellent spread on this beast. Uh, I'm quite comfortable. Why are you doing this? Cuz like Blake, who am I? Do I think? Have I? What if I have been talking to myself this whole time? So they say this 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 part no bit. When you're recording something like this, you should picture that you're talking to one person, or a a human being, not even necessarily a crowd. Which is when I practice stand up, I talk to like I picture I'm talking to a big crowd, but when I'm doing this, I like to picture that I'm only talking to you. A singular person like we're having a conversation but one in which i am being incredibly rude and unhinged because i uh, you the idea of you speaking is not even it, it's not on the table okay it's not it's not in the drawer it ain't even in storage okay baby so and i call you baby non-stop during this conversation all right baby uh and you don't it's not misogynistic it's not um, you know uh, frisky in any nature it's just how i speak it's kind of you know those guys who are just in miami and they're 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 old just white chest hair and their shirts are just unbuttoned i would say 2 to 3 buttons past where it should be buttoned you know what i mean that is that's where i'm at that's who's talking to you. That's the kind of person who says, baby, baby. Um, But here we are. So how did we get here? Uh, I was thinking a lot about, so first of all, reason why, and again, uh, for patrons, I'm sorry I didn't post a video on Friday. I will make it up to you. I'll post a double trouble or give you a stand up video or something in addition to our regular scheduled program this Friday. But uh, went to a funeral in Arlington National Cemetery, and it made me think about how, uh, first of all, hold on, let me get into this. So, I had a knockdown, drag out, s- clawing, my My fiancé and I, we grew out our nails and we clawed each other. After each, I would make a point and, and scratch her, and then she'd make a point and claw me, and that's just how we argue, okay? All right? All right. Our couples therapist said, uh, we we're like, oh, yeah, you know, like sometimes we argue and the couples therapist is like, have you tried uh, acting like cats? And I was like, what are you talking about? And she goes, so after each point you make, if you slash at each other with your fingers, you will really, really, it, it helps the, um, the exchange of words and dialogue. And I said, okay my fancy was like well we're not going to argue with a mental health professional are we sweetheart and I said no we're not honey and that's how we argue now we slash at each other with our fingers but we had this uh I've realized that as as many of you know who listen to this podcast I well actually why don't I just fucking tell you just in case you don't know I went from living in Philadelphia as a, as, a t- as a tween and a teen, then went to college in Boston, graduated college when I was t- t- 38 years old. No, when I was 20 or 21, and then moved to Los Angeles. So as a young adult, and, and I'm telling you this story to kind of give you what my fashion is. I'm, I'm trying to fashion a story to um, make it, show you just, my I have a gap in fashion knowledge that I understand. And some of you are listening right now like thinking, uh, Blake, we look at your Instagram. You just wear jerseys everywhere. You exclusively wear shirts with Philadelphia Eagles logos on it. What do you mean you have fashion taste? That is true. I do wear those things because I like those things. But when I need to dress well, I do know how to dress. However, it occurred to me that living in LA, there is a big gap in uh, a level of clothes that you wear. So when, and, and by the way, for those of you who live there, you're going to know what I'm talking about. Maybe you haven't heard it articulated this way before. Cause, oh, I don't know. I have an original mind. I have like a really cool mind I've found and mind over bladder. I say that's why I haven't pissed in six weeks. <laughs> um, I, I just thought about something else to be completely honest. So I am so in in Los Angeles. There's a big gap in between what type of clothes you wear, and also it is kind of whatever looks good on you. Generally, is what the the fashion there is, but it's jeans and a t shirt, and that people you wear that to work. Like if you work at a you know on a movie set or a film set or in a studio, or if you work at a entertainment company or whatever. Unless you're an agent, uh, you wear you could wear jeans and a hoodie, or if you want to dress it up a little bit, like a chino pant and a Oxford shirt button-down. Not even a dress shirt, just like a casual button-down shirt. That's kind of the ceiling of how you would upscale your clothing. Is that the right word? Dress up? Yeah, well, don't we say dress up? The, the pinnacle of how you would dress up. And then there's a huge gap. Uh, so if you aren't wearing those things, you wear a suit or a tuxedo. Does that make sense? To wh- whether it's an award ceremony or a wedding or whatever you would go to. But I, I realize that in Los Angeles, for the most part, there is no business casual type of clothing that you would ever have to wear, which is wild because... Since I've moved back to the East Coast and I started going to nicer events, you know, I, I've, I've realized that I'm either way overdressed or way underdressed and that I'll show up literally just in a freaking thong. Like, a thong that honestly is lo- – like, it doesn't even fit me. It's a thong that I used to wear. <laughs> it's a thong that I wore when I was really heavy and then I lost a bunch of weight. And it's, it is – it's it's not even – the string isn't even in my butt. It just is kind of dangling loose. <laughs> Mm, yucky 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 quack 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 if I had a duck that stunk, I'd call him yucky and people would be like, what was the name of your duck I oh, it's yucky and then um I'd slap myself in the face so but i I realized that I didn't have a certain type of clothes that you would wear to uh certain types of event like a reception or you know a I'm trying to think, like a wedding I would wear a suit to, but it just having something in between a chino pant and a like a casual button-up shirt and a suit, I just didn't have. So I fa- why am I bringing this up? Why am I bringing this up? I just thought that was interesting. And it reminded me of a story where, so after Emerson College, uh, which is where I went in Boston, Emerson would do a thing Where your senior year, your final semester, you would essentially go to Los Angeles. Pretty much, I would say, (laughs) like 60% of students would do this at some point. Where your senior year, your last semester, you would generally go get an internship in Los Angeles, take a class or two at the Emerson facility. And then you'd graduate and essentially either use the connections at your internship to find a job in Los Angeles or just work for that company was a, like it was a type of strategy that most students did. And I did that my senior year, where my senior year, I interned at Comedy Central, and then I just stayed in Los Angeles after that and, you know, was able to, uh, you know, with some of my friends who still work there, they were able to come see me, do stand-up. It was very – and I, I obviously stole so much from that place, uh, stole DVDs. I think I've talked about that's uh, this on here before. I have a, I have a lot of uh, shows that didn't happen that I should not have, like original DVDs. Now, here's the problem. I, uh, A, don't know where they are, and B, even if I did know where they were, of these failed pilots of of very, very famous comedians. I do not know how to play them because I don't own a DVD player. So it kind of goes back to that old saying where if a DV, if if a Blu-ray disc falls in the woods and the trees cannot see it, did the Blu-ray disc even exist to begin with? And who is Blu-ray? Is it a person named Raymond who's depressed? I think it might be. I'm fairly sure it is, but I'm not willing to go on record about that yet. So stay tuned. Stay tuned about that. But when I went to intern at Comedy Central, I figured I didn't know what the right thing to wear is because I had never worked at a company before. And my idea growing up is that when you went to work, you wore a suit because I think my dad wore a suit to work. So like a suit and tie. So I just assumed that that's how you dress. And I showed up to work, or I'm sorry, to my internship first day in Santa Monica, California, in a black suit, white shirt, black skinny tie. So it was even for suits, it was like formal, you know, also it for sure did not fit me. It, it was like for sure, just baggy. And I, I probably looked like I worked in like I was there to cater a meeting or something and I show up and people are like, Oh, hi. But like, no one was really saying anything because people were being polite. And then at some point my boss just comes up to me and goes, Hey, uh, we, I appreciate you, you putting in the work, but like you, you can't wear a suit again. It's like freaking everybody out. <laughs> That's what they said to me. They said, please, please don't wear a suit tomorrow. It's freaking everybody out, was what they said. And I was like, all right, well, drift caught. So, because literally everybody else was dressed in, oh, I just put a blanket over one of my legs. The other one still there for you. But that was uh, a moment that made me laugh very, very hard. Because not only, to be overdressed, well, let me ask you this. Would you rather be underdressed or under arrest (laughs) let me ask that because that is that is a question where would you rather be not wearing appropriate clothes or thrown into jail and have that on your permanent record when you're trying to get hired for a job I'll give you a minute I don't want you to like this is an important question I don't want you. I don't like you do need to think about this okay have you made a decision? It's underdressed, right? I think it's pretty cut and dry. Why, why would I want to go to? Why would I want to go to jail? Um, but would you rather be underdressed or overdressed? They're obviously. So I guess the question there is: Would you rather be rude or condescend Or, or would you rather be rude or I guess condescending was the word I was going to think of. But then you, it could also be considered. Not rude, but oblivious would be the other one, to be overdressed. Because it's not just the the clothes, it's what it says about your thoughts, right? I think it would be better... Jesus. It's funny, I, I think the answer generally speaking would be it would be better to be overdressed because then it looks like, oh, this person's taking it so seriously. However, in my stupid brain, I'm I would want to look cool and be like, well, actually, I don't feel like I need to. I don't know uh, where these where these the society's norms of what's considered to be fancy clothes. I think I can wear whatever I want. And for some reason, the idea, I'm not doing a bit here and I wish I was. The idea of wearing clothes, I'd rather seem like I'm my own person than feel like I'm taking something too seriously. Does that make sense? Because I do take things very, very seriously. I just don't want to seem stuck up or something. Does this make sense? Does this, do you, do you have 10 cents? Can I borrow 10 cents? Sixpence, none the richer. Now that's a band. A lot of people look at me. And they're like, uh, what's your favorite band? And I, and I says, you know what my favorite band is. Six Pence, none the rich, uh, the butcher. So I got a lot of stuff coming up this week, folks. All right. Uh, I talked about Haim last week. Uh, you saw on my Instagram I posted about Haim. What else is coming up? Oh, if you're listening to this, folks, shout out to all the Zeitgang listeners. Because I was on the Daily Zeitgeist podcast the mighty daily we are the zeitgeist the mighty mighty zeitgeist we know the facts gonna tell your opinions our politics are left-leaning and so are mine trump is a swine gonna drink some wine but i'm on that podcast uh one of my favorite podcasts in the world will jack o'brien be there probably not that person that man if you want to call him that does not show up whenever i'm on that podcast and i want to know why when I want him, I challenge Jacko. I don't even know his name. I like clearly know his name. Why would I not know his name? I have a tremendous amount of respect for him. But in this bit, uh, Jacko, O oh, oh, Brendan. I don't know what his name is. Nor do I care. I I could look it up, but I, to be honest, I just you know I have other things that I need to prioritize. But Jack O'Brien, if you're listening to this, you need to answer for your sins. And I'm not am not religious, but my favorite stand-up special special... God damn it. I was making such a good fucking point challenging this this tyrant. And then I I misspoke. I mr spoke. Oh, fuck. I just don't even know why I do this shit anymore. Religious. Was it a movie that he did? I, I feel like anything Bill Maher does just, like, is a terrible... I feel like it could be a great idea. Here's here's what it is. I feel like Bill Maher on paper, the idea of Bill Maher is terrific. You know, where you have a, uh, a, a comedian who can make the... Just really tell truth to power and satirize subjects in the news that need to be satirized but is satirized a word cauterized silly boys oh it's silly boys is the word i'm looking for but it's generally what happens with comedy is that i think the best type of comedy is if you were to look at you know the either the subject or the name of the segments on a tv show Or with stand-up, if you were to look at a comedian's set list, which is the topics that they're going to talk about, and they're the most banal, you know, vanilla, boring subjects in the entire world. If you were to look at that piece of paper, it would be dogs, marriage, hot dogs. Oh, great. Good job. See, every once in a while, you do see uh, where my talent level drops off, and that was it. Okay, so when I'm making a list, just a list of three things, you don't want to repeat the same word twice, and this is true in when you're speaking. And I had dogs, then I had I don't I don't remember what the next thing was. Then I had something else, and then I had to think of one more thing, one more thing, and it couldn't be dogs, but it could be literally any topic in the entire world. And I said hot dogs hamburgers would have been a a terrific answer but no i had to go to its its brethren it's coney island brethren and say hot dogs anyway so their their set list would be very very you know the best comedy a set list that's very vanilla like you know dogs or marriage or chili dogs and you would – but but then their point of view is so interesting that it makes these, you know, relatable, very bland topics seem interesting. That, to me, is the the best type of comedy where it's their point of view, their perspective, their personality that makes things that are very accessible, <clears throat> excuse me, but uh, they approach it from a different way. However, Bill Maher is the opposite of that where he has incredibly intricate premises but then his personality ruins it and makes it uninteresting. You know what I mean? That is that is the difference. You know what I'm talking about? So that's that is uh that's my thought on him. And I, I just had to you know tell I had to tell truth to power. Bill Maher being the power. Now, what else are we going to talk about this week? Oh, so I was in. You know what? I think we're going to take a quick break. I need to. I need to go hang uh hang some stockings up by the fireplace and just cuz I don't think I'm going to get to it before December cuz I'm so goddamn busy. So, let me hang up some Christmas stockings and then I will be right back with uh we'll talk about some war shit, all right? You're listening to Blake's takes, uh bleat for, for God's sakes. Why don't we uh, sing about how I'm funny and cool, all right? We'll be right back. Blake is really funny. Blake is really cool. Blah 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 blah. blah. Wait. I cannot tell a lie. I am back, and I am getting lower and lower into this bed, which is not my fault. Now, I want to talk about uh, – I've, I've kind of talked about this stuff in the past on this podcast. And when I say stuff, I am being vague because it's difficult to kind of boil this down into one subject. But the, the idea here is separating the stories of war – From the atrocity that inherently is war. Does that make sense? Where I spoke about... I have a podcast episode where I ranked the wars. And which... I was ranking them by story. Because I think that's why I love history so much. Is that history is inherently interesting. Because, you know... The history that you would learn is either important enough where it changed so many things that that's an incredible story, or it's so interesting that this true thing that happened right, like raises above every other, almost every other true thing that has happened in its category. And that's why we know about it. It was worth writing down and passing down from these stories from generation to generation. And they're true, which makes, uh, which is why history is so interesting to me. So, where it gets complicated is when I think this is with war and to speak candidly, you're on Candid Camera. What if I made just constantly on this on this show references to like old television programs like Candid Camera that <laughs> that yes, they were on TV. Yes, they were incredibly popular, but are not. It's not something that you would rewatch. Does that make sense? Like, it's not something I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like, I, 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 was just, I put on a Seinfeld episode, and I, I ended up watching like twenty episodes in a row because it was so funny. You wouldn't do that. Where, ah, Jesus, I was, I was flipping through channels, and I put on America's Funniest Home Video, and. I, I, I couldn't shut it off. I missed a meeting. I missed my four o'clock meeting because I couldn't stop watching America's funniest home videos. So, what was I saying? That's, uh, so I keep making candy. Oh, so to be candid, um, I find military history to be incredibly interesting. Just as, if, and I was trying to figure out why that is. And it's because I think the violence. This is gonna. This is fucked up to say, but I think violence and death makes a story inherently more interesting. Just like, no, think about it this way: if you were watching a movie, okay, a drama, a drama with what? Well, like, uh, I'm trying to think of the right. So, a drama that just has like a romantic conflict in it is, to me. Much less interesting than if the romantic conflict involves the person going to war and then coming back, right? What was the movie—can I tell you a a very strange issue that I'm having? No bit. I've been confusing the stories of Saving Private Ryan and that movie where Tom Hanks is driving the uh, the, submarine—the boat that keeps getting chased by submarines that was objectively not a good movie, but— I was so hang hey, on, come here, go, come here, four come here, four er The wolf, oh, here comes the wolf. Remember that movie? Hey, Bill Drat, hey, Scooby Boy, Scooby Boy. We got a red, we got a, we got a red, red wolf coming up on us. Hey, Gray Wolf, hey, Scooby Boy. It, it was basically just fucking chaos. The whole movie. It was Tom Hanks driving a boat in World War II across the Atlantic Ocean, and then German U-boats were trying to sink it. And there was no story beyond that. I don't think we knew the crew of the German U-boats. I don't think. Speaking of, isn't there a television show with with about U-boats that is really good? It's like I think it's a German production. Anyway, so I think with war, the the presence of war or military conflict within a story, and this is fucked up, but it does heighten. The stakes of the story does that make sense and if you can accept that as a as a legitimate thought that would be a first on this podcast uh that would be a first oh blake had a legitimate thought oh yeah legitimate thought t-h-o-t that's gonna be the name of my next special legitimate thought that's not bad it's not it's it's definitely not good but it's not bad it's just uh it's horrible it's awful But so I was thinking about uh, this when I was in Arlington National Cemetery, because Arlington is if you haven't been, if you don't know what it is, it's uh, a massive uh, cemetery in Arlington, Virginia. So right across the river from Washington, D.C., and it's where soldiers are buried, Or, you know, also it, it can be, you know, a plot with a member of their family next to them. It can also be, you know, and, and I think the standard for being buried there might have gotten more restrictive recently where, I'm not sure if this is true, but, you know, in order to be buried there, you need a, either you need like a purple heart or a, like some sort of commendation. I don't know if that's the right word. That That's one of those words where I just said commendation, and I'm like, that is, I think that's right. I would bet that that's right. However, it doesn't sound, commendation sounds like a word that, like, a moron would use who didn't know, like, was trying to say, like, oh, I commented on a conversation. Someone, like, oh, yeah, no, I was, see, I guess my commendation is that I don't believe that you are correct, but... So I was in Arlington National Cemetery, and the, the the majesty of it and the gravity of it is really really incredible because it's perfectly it's white small white um headstones that are perfectly engraved and perfectly symmetrically placed as far as the eye could see in these um I almost said in these fields in the cemetery, and upon each you know tombstone it has the rank. And the, the era of the, uh, the person who's buried there. And it was really, really interesting to look at the tombstones and be like, oh, this was a person of this. This was a colonel. And you look at the area or the era in which they, you know, they lived and you could say you could figure out, oh, this person fought in World War Two or they fought in Korea, which is a war that I have absolutely no idea what happened in. You know, like in my mind, Korea is the same thing as the Cold War, where it's like, oh, nothing really happened. It was just a lot of talk. But I think people definitely died in Korea. I just don't know what happened there. Is there any way I could. I guess there's no way to ever find out, right? Did anybody ever. Is there a Wikipedia entry under the Korean War? I, I do not have any. I do not have green eggs and ham, general spam. So. But it was just an incredibly interesting place. And then, you know, after the funeral, we walked up to the uh, the tomb of the unknown soldier, which you know essentially is a a place for you know like it represents all the unknown soldiers who passed away. Where you go there instead of like a tombstone, um, it's it's one that's like representative of all the unknown soldiers. So it's kind of a one stop shop. And they have a a guard there that with this pageantry he or i guess she or they it's it's so funny i was like i was like oh shit did i accidentally gender the guard but it's the military so i'm like no it's probably a he but they which is through their fault i'm not saying that's right but um <clears throat> essentially they have a soldier who the the pageantry of it has this very specific gait of his walk of his uh patrol where he walks from end to end of this like nice rug outside of the tomb and then like clicks his heels together slowly turns it's, it's it's incredibly robotic like it's not human the way they do it and then they do this incredible and it's silent it's it's really really interesting it's eerie and then they replace him with a new guard and it's called you know the changing of the guard, and the uh their su- supervisor or their superior inspects their rifle and all this stuff it's really fucking nuts like there's nothing like it and i was thinking about how i co- uh, and in here like i just caught myself using the word cool that cemetery was and how impressive it is and you do kind of and it's impressive because of its its morbidity and its morbidity is why you shouldn't say it's cool because the whole purpose of it is to bury people who died in war, and war is an awful thing. And I was thinking about that, how often uh, the narrative of the story of war overshadows the morbidity of it and the the gravity of it and how actually like, just fucking terrible it is and i think that's a thing I, I don't know if other people do that but it's something that i i realize i have to remind myself of where you know to revel in military history is to revel in uh something terrible that happened you know and i'm I, it's interesting i obviously like it's it's a weird thing where I think that there is nuance to saying like oh like I support the people who fight in war because it is an incredibly brave thing and feel horrible for people who die in war and I think you can do that and also be against war you know and I think that's how I feel where I, I, I wish no war would ever be fought again and I don't cheer for war but I also am like, oh God, these people who are fighting in it are they're they're not choosing. I, I think to assign blame to soldiers for being there is not appropriate necessarily. I I think it's more of like, I think they're players and war and Congress is the game. So I think to I don't know if anybody's doing this, if I'm like making up a problem that doesn't exist, which honestly would be very much like me. But I think that sometimes, you know, us on the left would look at a soldier and be like, oh, my God, this person represents war. But it's like, actually, I think this person just had to accept this position so they could get paid for paid money. It's a job to them. What, who we should be mad at is the Congress and the leaders for declaring war in the first place. I that's how I feel. Anyway, that was I don't know if that was a tangent or if that's what I wanted to talk about, but it was really really interesting thing. Where you know, when I, when you look at the most interesting wars of all time, it is wars with the worst death tolls. You know, or Like like the Civil War in the United States, obviously, was an incredibly interesting war because it was uh, everyone who died in that war was an American, you know. Even though half of them didn't want to be Americans anymore, they wanted to be a different kind of American. Uh, It is all people from the United States who ended up dying. Um, Well, I guess uh, more accurate would be the first way I said it. All everyone who died in the Civil War was an American. Um, Half were in the United States, half were in the uh, the Southern stuff, but. I, I think that that's just I think overall what my what my Blake's take in this section is is to I have no idea how much time I did on this I think I have I have no idea. No one has, nobody tells me anything. My producer is literally just in the bag. He's in a bag. He zipped himself up into, he's in a straitjacket. I have, I have a producer on this who sits, who's laying next to me in a straitjacket, not moving. And I don't know if they've breathed in quite some time. Hmm. Also, he, he said he wants to be buried with his turtle, which I don't, I don't understand one bit. But anyway, uh, it was just a really interesting thing. I, I think what jogged this line of thought. Is that when you go? You know, I've lived in California and the Northeast my entire life, and I think when you go south, the it gets very uh, military proud, you know, which is I think it makes me it, it's it's uncomfortable. Where anything with nuance is uncomfortable, but I'm like, oh, I support the troops, but also it kind of seems like we're glorifying war. I think you support the troops without glorifying war. Does that make sense? Um, And, you know, like, recognize how brave it is that they fought in it without thinking that, that's, that it's good that it happened, right? So, um, yeah, and when, when you go down south, there's just a ton of forts, and I think this might be the the thing that I close on here, but you... I I've noticed one of my new favorite things in the entire world is when a statue gets torn down of a Confederate leader and people flipping out about it because it's so childish and funny, you know, where I don't understand why you would, why like, it's one of these things where the confederacy is something to be ashamed of, you know, not, proud of so if you fought in the if you live in a southern state that seceded right like and I think people just have pride in their areas right like I am incredibly proud to be from Philadelphia but I'm not proud of when a uh, Phillies fan intentionally vomits on a six-year-old girl who's wearing a Mets hat you know like that's not a thing that I'm proud of I'm like oh Jesus Christ well I'm proud of everything but not that part you know and I think it's a similar, you know, scenario with being from, say, like Alabama, where it's like, God, we have we have great barbecue. I'm proud of Alabama barbecue. I love it. I'm proud of our football team, but yeah, I'm not proud of that uh, that Robert E. Lee statue we have over there. You know, like you can be proud of where you're from, but also be like, oh yeah, there's some scars on the face there. So, um. I think it's really, really funny when people are like, "No, not our statue." <laughs> it's like it's a statue. Like, and why you shouldn't be proud of this part of your history? It's a shame, you know. Like, it can be taught in schools, but you shouldn't be proud of it. It's fucking ridiculous. So, I think it's hysterical now that uh, the military. I think this is a few weeks ago, but the army announced that they're going to um, rename all the forts that <laughs> that are. Uh, named after confederate generals and they are doing it and not only are they renaming it they're not going to be calling it like oh fort like norman schwartzkopf you know which is uh really really funny like it's it's not it's not called that they're calling it like fort and then the first ever black woman to like to become a a, like to become a colonel or a general in the army which i think is absolutely incredible like morally and historically i think it's so cool that they're honoring her and then an extra layer on top of it is how funny it is of how much that's going to piss off the people who want to keep it named after a confederate general where they're like god damn it not not only do we have to rename fort bragg to someone else that after our hero general Bragg, but it's got a name after some fucking woman <laughs> it's it's so so funny to me anyway that is the podcast for this week i am your host blake wexler uh if you want to come see me I, I should have some dates up on my website I, I honestly just realized i probably don't but i might so if i do uh go to them And I have a show on Tuesday that I might miss because of my flight, so who knows. But anyway, I don't know if that's a good uh, – me being a good salesman of um, coming to see me because I I don't think I've given you any information about where I'm going to be. However, I am going to be places, and I do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Blake Wexler. Sign up for that beast, and I – Will uh, patrons, I'll make up for that missed video on Friday. Everybody else, I will talk to you next week. Enjoy your week. I adore you, baby. Blake, Blake Wesler, Blake, Blake, Blake Wesler, Blake, Blake Wesler, Blake, Blake, Blake Wesler, Blake Wesler, Blake, Blake, Blake Wesler, Blake Wesler, Blake, Blake, Blake Wesler, Blake Wesler, Blake, Blake.